0: Hello and welcome to the 14th episode of the G India Squad series. You are listening to the m M&M and Girls, that's Monica and me, Mansi, and we in this web series decodify digital marketing for small and medium enterprises. Hi, Monica. Hi, Mansi. How are you? Good, 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 good. We have a very interesting topic for today and, of course, a topic that I think everybody has an opinion on. It is, is Facebook marketing still useful for small businesses? Wow. Um, this is something that's been contemplated on over and over again, depending on, of course, which business it is. So and I've been doing Facebook marketing for the last 10 years. Um, I've seen Facebook grow and so has Monica. So I think we'll start with some statistics. I want Monica to come in. Uh, Monica, can you just give us some statistics on how you've seen this and what is happening?
1: Yeah, love to do that. So um, so there, uh, there is a lot of uh, research which has been done on uh, the social media platforms. And as Nancy said that there has been a lot of change from the time Facebook started to where it is now. So Facebook started in 2004. And we are now at 2020. So it's, it's a 16-year-old journey where many things have changed. Many people would agree, those who started on Facebook very early, especially those who started with their businesses, the situation uh, was very different. And uh, the kind of engagement they saw was also very different. And now um, there are so many different features that have come in, new things that have come in. The audience has evolved. And other platforms have come, you know, as competing platforms. And um, so a lot of things have changed. So there is a research, uh, which is um, uh, an analysis from Kipo, uh, where they shared a stat from 2019-20 for India, which was that India has been the country with the most significant social media growth in this period of 2019-20 with 130 million new users joining the platforms. And actually that is nearly 10% of the Indian population. Okay, Then um, uh, another uh, research was done by the Omnicore agency on the demographics uh, as of today. And it was found that nearly half of 18 to 34 year olds uh, are checking Facebook, when they wake up so facebook still has that pull even though there are platforms like instagram and snapchat and uh, and, and a number of other platforms like local um, social media platforms that people are connected with like let's say a tiktok or things like that but um, facebook still has that pull that people are checking it out um, first thing when they wake up and in 2020 facebook is still the leading social network with, uh, with 2.60 billion registered on it. And there are 1.6 billion people worldwide who are connected to small businesses on Facebook. That's a huge number, right? So people do connect to brands and uh, this is specifically a number for the small business. 1.6 billion people worldwide. Uh, as expected, 82% of social media users are accessing Facebook through mobile devices. I mean, it's it's almost like a 70-30 um, kind of thing. And the desktop uh, percentage is reducing significantly with every year. And it has been noted that 82% of the mobile traffic is now coming through video. Mobile video has grown um uh, tremendously in fact 2016 was the year of mobile video I, if I remember and now there are so many different ways to engage even in video they have there are so many formats that have come up the short format long format you know you, video still continues to engage in a strong strong way especially live video and now Facebook you know is also integrated with whatsapp right so uh, since Facebook now owns whatsapp that has become a very uh, powerful element uh, in the Facebook landscape, and uh, reports uh, show that roughly a hundred billion messages are exchanged every day on WhatsApp. And if we look at the daily active users uh, on Facebook, uh, and this is a number from September, it is one point eight two billion. Right. So these are, these are still very very significant numbers, and uh, to just kind of draw your attention to uh, the, the heading, which the title, which we have for today's podcast is that is Facebook marketing still useful for, for small business or the non-profit sector or, you know, smaller players. Um, and the, this question came out because Manzi and I have both been working with Facebook as a marketing tool since a long time. And we get a lot of these questions from the clients. Because everybody has observed that there is a huge drop in the organic reach. Um, if you have 100 followers uh, and you're sharing a post, organically, it is just going out to one or two people. That is the reality of today. And, um, and this has been in the news so very often. Um, and especially when this change came in many years back. Because it was like, the people who have painstakingly built their followers now suddenly had the need to pay to just reach out to them. And there were a lot of discussions on the ethics of this move, but at the end of it, you know, Facebook is a business and um, it is going to push its advertising platform because that's the way it's earning its money. Right. So uh, these are the changes that have come in, which, you know, brought this question that you know when when clients come and send that should we still be focusing on Facebook is it still going to get us the results you know people maybe six seven years back or ten years back used to get and it's a very valid question which we will actually address in today's episode Um, then uh, the feeds have become hyper personalized Uh, people with individual profiles now have the choice of selecting which brands they can uh, you know uh, they want to you know hear from even the people among their uh, uh, their personal uh, network among their friends also who are the people that they really want to hear from more so um, that kind of uh, 100% reach is just not there because it's become so personalized you can choose to hear from one brand over another so and what would you uh, base that choice on there would be so many factors, right? The, the kind of um, uh, how you relate to the brand, your perception of the brand. Uh, if you And even if you say have a positive perception of the brand, but let's say that the kind of media they're using on Facebook is not very engaging. So maybe that could be the reason that you don't want to uh, hear from them on Facebook, even though you have an affinity with the brand. So there can be so many factors that come in here. Then uh, today, there are so many privacy and security issues which are surrounding uh, social media. There has been a plague of fake news, right? So we don't even know what to believe. And again, this is based on the demographic. There is a certain demographic, the younger crowd, which is so easily influenced by what is shared on social media, where they don't even go to validate uh, the truth of something that they hear on social media. And then there is another group which is, uh, skeptical of everything that is shared there and and then, and then there is this group in between which just goes with the flow. So social media has become very powerful and it is working both in positive and negative ways. A lot of issues, um, psychological issues have risen as a result of social media usage. So these are the different um, uh, kind of challenges also, you know, when you're using so, uh, Facebook as a marketing tool that you have to kind of uh, really think about. And then, and and because it really uh, demands a certain level of responsibility from us as the marketers. Then there have been so many algorithmic changes. And here, I just like to, uh, you know, uh, pull in uh, Mansi. Mansi, you want to uh, talk a little bit about it because since you've been working on this platform from the very beginning, and I'm sure you can say a lot on this, you know, the algorithm changes that have been there. Right. Um, so, when we talk about algorithm changes,
0: I, I don't want to talk about it from a perspective of technology and how um, um, you know technically uh, things have changed. I mean, the advent of AI has seen that you can, as you said, hyper personalization, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, Facebook in every way is trying to make Facebook as a platform which is interesting, so that they can get people hooked onto it, and so that people can spend quality time. That's been the motive of Facebook from the time um, they have started. The idea is to be with people uh, you know and get yourself updated on what are they doing. That's the interesting part, right? Like when you meet friends, hey, what's up? What are you doing? What are you up to? How is the job going? That's what we ask in real life. And that's exactly what Facebook is trying to do. So I'm going to let Monica, um, um, you know, explain on the algorithmic changes when it comes to technology. What I want to bring in here is every social media from the very beginning is trying to make their platform human okay and over a period of time a lot of people have been abusing it by trying to find the loopholes so every time there is a loophole there is a new algorithm change so that they can cover the loophole but the motive or the objective remains the same to keep in touch with your friends who matter the most okay and Ensure that there is exchange of communication so that you know each other really well and you know how to take this forward. That's about it. That's the objective. And that's how um, you have met it. Now let's um, uh, start looking at some examples. We all do know that, you know, the algorithm changes have been made in such a way that if you interact with a post of your friend, okay, more posts from that friend will start coming in your newsfeed. According to the algorithm, they think that you're interested in this friend. Now, in real life also, if you're talking to somebody, obviously, I know that, you know, this person is a friend or a relative or an acquaintance, but you're interested. You, You probably have some connection with them and you would want to know more about them. Okay. And if you don't like them, you stop seeing them and probably you look at somebody else. You're probably speaking to your neighbor then it's a different kind of communication that you have. If you're speaking to a friend, that's a different communication that you have. Um, if you're speaking to your colleagues, that's a different communication you have. So the algorithm is trying to place importance and relevance in terms of how you interact with different, different people. And your feed is being customized that way. And remember this, in between all this news feed of, you know, getting information or getting content, Uh, you know, pictures and videos that people post. In between all this, they also have to place their ads because Facebook is free, right? Somebody has to pay for all the settings that they have so that, um, you know, that content comes to you, right? You're not paying anything for that. So because that content has to come to you, somebody has to pay for that and that's why they run ads. And in between all this, according to your needs and how you have actually interacted with people, Facebook is trying to also find relevant products which you can buy, which can be placed in your newsfeed, okay? So algorithm changes are mostly to do with trying to make it as real as possible, okay? Um, Trying to ensure that you actually interact with people you know, you feel safe, um, and uh, ensure that um, you have that exchange of communication. So all algorithm changes are focused on this. Now, Monica, is it possible to give us the technology part of this? Like, what are the algorithm changes, please?
1: So, I, I, I won't go into the details of the algorithm changes. Uh, so some of the things that, uh, that you know, like, oh, as Mansi said, that um, if you are engaging with, with an individual or even a brand, and uh, you are engaging often, then Facebook interprets this as interest in uh, a, a better level of engagement with this particular profile or page and it will start showing you more of their content, um, you know, and believing that you, you want to hear more from them. Right. So these kind of changes have happened and a lot of stuff like, for example, um, how recently you post something, there is a period after that when, you know, there is a maximum chance of uh, getting higher reach. So. Uh, that is why you know when we are marketing on Facebook, we always analyze the time when the followers are most online, and uh, when should we actually post something so that there is a greater chance of uh, the uh, the post showing up in the feeds of those who are engaged with the page. Um, then, uh, uh, then the kind of reactions that are there, and you know the weightage that is given to the reaction. So. Um, So now you would have seen that earlier we used to only have Facebook likes and now you can actually express your emotions in different ways. So this again has happened as a result of feedback because sometimes if somebody is sharing say news, which is not good news, okay, but it is news, then liking it used to seem like a a weird kind of reaction because um, liking doesn't really just mean that you're liking it. it. It was turning into something where you're really just notifying someone that I... I saw this, I'm acknowledging that, right? which is when Facebook brought in this, um, uh, the different type of emoticons, the reactions. So so you can actually express your emotion in a better way. Each of these are understood by the uh, Facebook algorithm and uh, each of these emoticons are expressing a certain emotion and they are associating that emotion with the kind of um, engagement you have with a particular brand or a profile. And accordingly, it is customizing the feed for you. On an average, if you see uh, the number of followers that people have and the number of accounts that they are connected with is growing. And it is just not possible really to show all of that in a person's feed because it just becomes too much. This is not like Twitter, right? Which is like a river where all the stuff keeps going, going down. And, you know, um, and, and if you miss something, then it's posted again and you see it. It's not like that. Facebook is, is the feed is different, right? It's right there and you have to go and, you know, interact with it. So, um, so everything has been done as Mansi said with the, with the intention of making the feed more relevant to your interests and your, um, and the kind of things that you seem to engage more with. So um, that is the goal of the algorithms, no doubt, but as a marketer, we have to look at the the things that you know which are um, better understood for example if you want to share a post which which you know is not as ex- uh, not as as exciting that it is not really going to get a lot of engagement uh, it is done by piggybacking it on another post which let's say it's a very entertaining post so you share that entertaining post first and then you just quickly or you know follow it up um Maybe, after half an hour with a less interesting post, so that the less interesting post can actually ride on the popularity of the earlier post and it also gets seen so these are the simple kind of things that we have to keep in mind, and for for which reason we need to have knowledge about the algorithm changes that come in, and these change very frequently. okay a lot of things keep changing in this, and if you if you just look at the way new features are added to these platforms, Instagram, Facebook, and all of that. I mean, you'll see something new every other week. It's based on feedback and they experiment a lot. So, um, and uh, Facebook has a dedicated page, you know, the newsroom page of Facebook where you can um, go and always keep an eye out on what are the uh, more recent changes that happen. Uh, Then um, back in 2018 itself, you know, with the popular with the rising popularity of instant messengers and 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 whatsapp coming in uh facebook uh saw a trend in the in how people are actually consuming content and they saw that there is a huge interest in the disappearing posts so they adopted that feature into instagram once snapchat got it and then from instagram it is now on facebook so these you know um stories that stay there for 24 hours and um, they've now also included that feature in whatsapp so that has become something which they have uh, recently been focusing on and um and also encryption right where facebook itself does not know what you have shared and and but then that also brings it under a lot of um under the scanner of you know policy makers and uh, um Uh, lawmaking agencies who want to make sure that anything that is on social media is accessible to them in the case of a crime or you know for any legal reason so what does that mean for you for us as, as marketers when whatever is going to happen in this direction is going to impact our marketing efforts and the outcomes so that is why we need to be aware of these things that okay what are the things that are happening what are the things that Facebook is actually now working on. So for example, I don't see stories being used as well by many of the smaller brands. You see it being used very well by the larger brands, not so much by the smaller brands, but now if we see that Facebook is going to focus more on this kind of content, which is ephemeral with a very limited life and, and it sees that more people are now engaging this kind of content. So, um, Then as marketers, we have to kind of, you know, uh, take our clients in that direction as well and guide them and help them come up with it, which is where it's important to understand how the Facebook landscape is changing. So so that's about the changes that have recently been happening. And let's talk about why we say that it is still a good idea to to do Facebook marketing today, despite the very... um, you know uh shaky ground it seems to uh, you know be something that that you're working on shaky ground because things change very very quickly um so let's talk about that Man, you want to start with this sure monica
0: um so whenever i say okay let's start with facebook um everybody's like facebook where's facebook i mean who's on facebook like right now like Uh, At least my parents were there. Now my grandparents are there. So there's nobody on Facebook right now, which is not true because I think uh, initially when we started off, Monica has um, told us about the statistics on how uh, we as a country uh, have seen significant um, uh, growth um, and and how, um, uh, you know, 30 plus uh, people actually look at Facebook the moment they wake up. So there is a large audience, okay, I'm not saying it's not there on Instagram or on Twitter or on LinkedIn. Uh, but when we are looking at a B2C, um, I would like to start with Facebook and Instagram first. Okay. um, So how is it still useful is because of the larger reach, like if you pay up, yes. If you, you've got the ads in place, then um, yes. But I would like to speak um, a little about the organic part here because I've been practicing organic growth for uh, for about a decade now when it comes to Facebook. And um, I would like to point out that um, if you really want things going, you don't necessarily have to pay on Facebook. Everybody thinks that you know only ads work on Facebook, which is wrong. Okay, It's going to be slow. Organic growth is always slow. It's like, think of this as reality. If you start a business now, tomorrow you'll have a million come to you. No, that's not going to happen. But over a period of time, it will, right? See, for example, um, even though we say that the reach, the content reach has come down to probably 1%, if you have 100 followers, only one or maximum two people will see it. We do see that uh, when there's a value add, it actually goes viral. Okay, Um, uh, if you look at influencers, I'm not sure how many influencers actually boost their post or, you know, put up ads for their post. They don't. And still, they have a wider reach. It all depends on the quality of content. And when I say quality, it's not just the format of content as such. It's more to do with what is it that you post as content. Like the logical Indian. Okay, Uh, they had huge organic reach. I mean, you can Facebook, it short that, you know, only 1%, 2%. The algorithm works in such a way that you put up a post. It is shown to somebody according to the algorithm. Uh, it is shown to somebody who who they see is you know okay it is relevant for them or somebody who is engaged with you recently. So if they engage with it and and when I say engagement it's not about liking and sharing or commenting. Even if they stop on their news feed for a moment, the scrolling part of it. Even if they stop for a moment. That's also considered engagement. Okay, that's, that's how the algorithm uh, works according to me. I mean, this is what I have experienced. So that moment, um, they ensure that it, it goes out to two other people um, who, are, you know, who have similar backgrounds, so the demographics or the psychographics. Okay, it could be your friends or it could be the friends of friends. Okay, so content plays a very, very important role. If it is interesting enough, it will go viral anyway. So I want to talk about that part where you do some value add. If you're a business, you can't keep talking about your products and services. What is your value add? How great does your product make people? That's what you have to focus on, not how great your company is or how great your product is. Even individually, when you keep posting, I went here, I went there, I did this, I'm the most great person. No, it won't work that way. It, 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 it works in a very different way where what is your value? When you ask questions, when you ask for recommendations, when you say, hey, I went there and this is what I found. What about you? Uh, or I am going to this place. What do you think I should do? So when you ask, okay, then basically humility, uh, being, uh, you know, a human, that's when that comes into picture. When, uh, obviously, you have more engagement on Facebook or on Instagram or any social media you know, for that matter so here i would like to point out that if you're starting organic remember it's going to be slow but you're going to have a community of members who trust you uh, who are willing to um, you know um, engage with your content so you basically build a community and you gain that social status okay that's that's where you start with um and also facebook is now um, very relevant because they have instagram and whatsapp uh, you see that you know instagram you've got a lot of people on it which is probably the next generation. That's what they call it. Okay. And um, Instagram for food and fashion. I find Instagram to be an amazing platform. Um, And remember Instagram and sorry, and uh, WhatsApp is owned by uh, Facebook. It's all about data. Right. So it's all about, um, they, they understand your world better. Like it's okay. I'll give you an example. You know, your colleague. Okay. But you know them only from a business background. You work with them eight hours a day and you're done. But if you're a good friend, you will go to their house and probably have lunch or dinner, which means you actually get to see their family as well. The perception changes because there's more data that comes in, right? You're aware of certain facts. So it's a little different from just looking at them as a colleague, okay? And in between all this, if you start taking small trips with them, they have a very different persona when it comes to that, right? So it's like that. On Facebook, you have a certain behavior. On Instagram, you have a certain behavior. On WhatsApp, you have a certain behavior. So putting all this data together, we kind of know what kind of a person you are okay? and not being judgmental. It's all about contextual. It's all about at that moment, what do you do? Today, I'm interested in buying a mobile. I have already bought it tomorrow. I may be interested in buying footwear. Buying footwear and buying mobile are two different behaviors. right? So it's all contextual. Uh, let's find the fact that nobody is judging us. Okay, but then the very fact that you have data from three different very powerful platforms which everybody uses every day, um, they, uh, the relevancy factor is higher and that's why Facebook marketing still matters today. Okay, and as I said, because of the data and because of the persona mapping that they have done, you have better targeting opportunities, right? It will ask you, do you want to target somebody who's looking for a mobile phone or you want to target everybody together so that you can market your mobile phone? Um, It's it's at that level that you can target. You don't have to sell your product to just about everybody. And also in organic itself, please note that you can um, actually target your um, uh, posts to people. Okay, so remember this that, you know, Facebook, as I said, is a social media that is here to connect you to the right set of people. You have to find them. Okay. Now with this, um, uh, and and, and also uh, you should remember that the variety of content, uh, the way you put this up on Facebook also matters. See, I'll tell you this, as an individual, um, when you're running a business, find the best creative. It could be an audio. It could be a, sorry, it can be a picture or it could be a video. Okay. Find the best content and also find out it, it takes a lot of efforts from your end. That's all. Find out the best time to post your content. Okay. Put it up there. Um, ensure that there is a call to action in your post. Put it up there um, and see what happens. Okay. The, so I'll put it this way. Why organic will work because it needs your effort. If you do not have the time to do put in efforts, then go for the ads. You have to work the way the algorithm works. Or rather, let's put it that way, the algorithm has been developed in such a way that it takes your place in finding the right set of people for you. So if you put in enough effort and time to find the right set of people, either it could be your friends and relatives, um, or you know, you can just go to Facebook groups which have similar interests. And just don't go there and bombard them with your products. Okay? And again, it's not about you go and contribute to the group on what is that topic and how can they actually exchange information enough to enable other people in the group to talk about it. Right? So when you do these things, you beat the algorithm. Okay. And because algorithm is still machinery, it will still look at, you know, okay, uh, this person is tagged this way, that person is tagged this way. Therefore, maybe your content is relevant, but that's not reality. And all of us know that, right? That's not how reality works. So, considering that uh, the kind of content that you post and the time of posting that you do and the amount of effort you put uh, into marketing it um, makes it a very different ballgame altogether. Today's topic is Is Facebook marketing still useful for small and medium enterprises and, of course, the nonprofits? We'll cover this in two parts. In today's episode, we'll talk about some statistics on Facebook marketing and its popularity in the recent years, changes in its platforms, algorithms, and what you can still do on Facebook organically.